Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back into training camp. Here in St. Joe, Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens with you, and Nick Price as well. Uh, Jay Binkley, you're back in your element, my man. This is uh, this is Christmas morning, New Year's Eve, St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's well, I mean, Day. But, you know. <laughs> I could catch. Uh, all that mixed into one for one Jay Binkley. I'm excited like to be for here you as for well. years, but no. Oh, man, okay. I'll tell you what. Uh, we are back uh, live in St. Joe. Thanks to the Kansas City Chiefs for letting us post up here as we have a, what Mitch Holt has said, a, a very panoramic, nice view of the entire field where they have added more, you know, guardrails. Put that berm on the back. Yeah. Because so usually the fans would sit over on this side, yep. kind of on that berm. Now it's a bigger berm. Now they're on the, the other side. Chill. And, again, there's 16 practices. Uh, for people to come up here. I know the first one's for season ticket holders, but it's still more than any other team you'll find in the NFL. You see a lot of 12 games, 12 practices, yeah. eight, six. Texans are doing five. Some teams have it done like three practices. You can come watch, but again, you can come watch this. We're on here today until 1 o'clock. Don't forget, uh, Royals in action tonight. Uh, as It's all about Alex Gordon tonight in Kansas City. Is uh, Josh Vernier will be on at 5 o'clock on 610 Sports Radio with Burns pregame show, and then the Royals take over on our broadcast station, 610 Sports Radio, at 6 p.m. Bink. Um, some rookies spoke today. One of the ones that we're interested in is the addition to Cornell Powell. He takes the 14 from Sammy Watkins and goes to learn that position and tries to gain the big trust. I don't think he actually uh, like, took it from him. Like he, well, Although think, he did tweet about it. Sammy th- did tweet about it. I think it, he like, did take it from him. Yeah. He said, welcome to Baltimore, I'm taking 14. But Cornell Powell spoke to the media today, thanks to uh, Pete Sweeney. We have this audio, uh, and we will go ahead and play that for you right here on 610 Sports Radio. Well, can you kind of update us on what you've been up to the last month since the end of OTAs to keep in shape for uh, camp? Um, took a couple of days off. You know, just relaxed, let my body rest, and then got right back to it. Uh, went out to Florida, trained a little bit, but just try to stay at it, uh, keep crafting, keep working, because I knew it was going to come out here, and it's a grind, you know, nonstop. So I got to be on my game um, every day. So, Where did you train in Florida, and who did you train with? I was just out there by myself, man, you know. Uh, 
I got all the tools. Just gotta learn how to use them. Take them out of the toolbox. Uh, really getting in and out of breaks. Um, working on releases. Working on finishing after the catch. So and then being in the sun, you know. So. Um, it was fun, man. Uh, it's good to be back. You know, it's finally football season. Uh, just being able to go out there and do what I love uh, with the guys is always a blessing. So uh, just try to take it one day at a time. Um, don't let it overwhelm you. Um, but at the same time, you got to study. You got to be persistent and just uh, inconsistent. So just staying after it um, and then trying to go out there and translate the film to the field um, each and every day. Now, was there anybody that you wanted to reach out to between the break to get a better perspective as to get ready for training camp, whether it was on this roster or guys elsewhere in the league? Um, I learned, man, you, it's nothing you can really do to get ready for training camp besides doing it. You know, uh, you learn from experience. So just coming out here, just making sure your conditioning is up, uh, making sure that you, you know the plays, you know, knowing and knowing and being knowledgeable of the game and, and your assignment and your alignment uh, will take you far, you know, so then the rest of it is just football at the end of the day. You got to go out there, be a dog, make plays, so. You guys, you guys as rookies are starting with Patrick. Mm -hmm. Not just how important is this time right now for you guys to sit and get a connection before the veterans get here and how much it, you want to try to sustain? It's extremely important, you know, we're trying to show him that uh, we could come out and make plays right away year one. Um, and we want to gain his confidence, gain his trust, and you do it by making plays in practice and then do it following the preseason. And then when, when it comes game time, he look out there, he like, oh, I can trust that guy. And you go out there, you keep doing what you've been doing. And what are the major parts of this camp will be trying to figure out how to replace what Sammy Watkins did? Mm -hmm. How much did you watch him and what you did here? And what were you able to maybe take away from his time uh, as you guys try to figure out how to replace him? Uh, Sammy's a special talent, man. You can't uh, replace what he did. You just got to go out there and uh, fill your own shoes and try to make your own name for yourself. He, he, I think, did say something on Twitter to you regarding the number 14. Mm -hmm. like that need to you. Uh, it meant a lot, man. You know, he's a, I'm a Clemson guy. He's a Clemson legend. Um, and then I just so happened to come to the Chiefs right after him. So, and then I, we wear the same number, you know. Yeah. Maybe some Clemson in there, but uh, just trying to keep that same mindset at Clemson, you know, best is the standard um, each and every day. And, you know, out here, best is the standard. You know, you got to go out there, you got to make plays, you know, you got to perform uh, day in and day out. So just trying to do that. What does it mean to be a wide receiver from Clemson, like in that same realm? It's special. Like it's, uh, it's special. We're different. We're wide receiver you for a reason. Uh, the numbers prove it. Uh, we have some of the best, well, the best receiver in the league uh, is Tyreek Hill. But, you know, the second best is DeAndre Hopkins from Clemson. And so uh, you just got to just gotta uphold the standing when you get to the league. What's the dorm life like? Did you bring anything special? Yeah, man, you got to bring mattress pads. Because <laughs> 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 sleep is very important, very vital. And, uh, you know, I don't know you've been – last time y'all been in the dorm room, but it's not comfortable without the mattress pads. So definitely do that. When's the last time you were in the dorm room? Freshman year, freshman year, but I will say I was fortunate enough to have a better band than that. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was definitely different. Yeah, you know, uh, Florida, it gets no hotter than Florida. And then you come out here, there's no trees, no shade. You just gotta grind, man. You just gotta be a dog. You gotta dig deep, especially uh, later, later practice goes, special teams. 
uh, is where you're making money at, and you got to be able to give max effort at the end of practice as you did at the beginning of the practice. So there's no way to prepare for that other than being in the sun every day, uh, getting that good sweat in, getting that conditioning up, and you know just working. Oh, uh, I'm ready to go. All four phases, whatever coach needs me to do. Well, I can. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, you know, he talks about Clemson. Obviously, Sammy passing it to him. The, the Clemson guys, T. Higgins, DeAndre Hopkins. They, they got a little thing going in um, in Amari Rogers that was up at Clemson as well. But the funny thing is, it's like they took pride in that, and he didn't transfer either. I told you, in the day and age where guys don't see Timmy, mean, he's behind some of these guys at Clemson, never got a shot got his shot kind of to shine this season and he'd been there forever and finally got his shot there towards the end um at Clemson but never in their transfer portal stayed this team kept going to I mean the postseason experience that he got the rings you name it but he's got that business attitude to him too it kind of reminds me of Nick Bolton a little bit the way they talk yeah a little bit fun around the edges you know you can have a little fun with them but you can tell that business aspect of him as well and well, he's getting used to the dorms again. Yeah, the, the key things I took out of that is is the personality is there to fit the scheme of these wide receivers. We know that Tyreek Hill has a great personality, and I don't know how much, you know, he, he paid Cornell Powell. Obviously, they pay, they pay respect to Tyreek, though, don't but they? They, they gave Tyreek a, uh, a very big shout-out, as he is quoted as saying that Tyreek is the best receiver in football. And DeAndre Hopkins, also a Clemson guy, is the second-best receiver in the NFL. Um I'm not going to argue with him with that, but I thought that the personality that he shows, it sounds like he's going to be able to hold his own uh, on this roster. You see a lot of that with these guys. They like to give each other a little bit of uh, flack when it comes to, you know, either messing up or doing something great. They'll do kind of like, you know, like you see in baseball where they hit a home run, they come in the locker or they come in the dugout. Nobody gives them a high five. So I thought his personality struck very good, a very good tone uh, in that media relation or in that media press conference there from Cornell Powell. I thought another thing that I thought was really interesting is that he knows exactly what we were talking about, where he has to fit in on this roster. And that is that being a Florida guy, he came out here, he said, I'm going to have to train where there's no shades, there's no heat, and just be ready to go. That's what somebody who gets drafted at that position on this roster, yes, he's not the flashiest guy in the draft when it came to receivers. Like everybody wanted to talk about Jamar Chase and where he'd go. He was a top five pick in the NFL or top ten pick in the NFL. That's fine and dandy. Kyle Pitts, who's a tight end, but a lot of people talk to him and he's going to put up receiver numbers. Cornell Powell gets it. He knows that it's not about what people perceive him as, but it's about what his teammates look at him as, and number 15 is the guy. He's going to work his tail off. He's going to take notes underneath Tyreek Hill, and lucky for him, he's going to be underneath the study of the best wide receiver in football, according to Cornell Powell, and he's got that relationship with Sammy Watkins, so there can be a little bit of a communication report there as to what he needs to do, how he needs to prepare um, for being on this roster. Another guy that is a new addition to this team that also spoke at media today was Trey Smith. And Trey Smith, who joins this very deep offensive line, had all this to say as well at media day. Hey, how did you spend your offseason in preparation for training camp, you know, given the break from mandatory minicamp till now? Yeah, uh, I had to go to Knoxville move out of my apartment. That was the first thing I did. Uh, and I was able to spend a little bit of time with family. But for the majority, I was in Dallas training. Who were you training with? Uh, Duke Mannyweather. Okay. So you were at the offensive line of Masterminds. Okay, yes, perfect. How did it work out with uh, with Creed since both of you were there? Yeah, it was just a. It's always a great experience. It's about my second year. I would have gone last year, but COVID, of course. But 
every time uh, I come out of there, you learn a different tidbit, a different thing you can add to your toolbox. So it's an excellent event. Dude's been doing it for a lot of years, and I really enjoyed it in Creed, and I got a lot out of it. Creed mentioned yesterday that Mitchell Schwartz was in his ear a lot. Was Mitchell in your ear as well? Yeah, I actually uh, had a chance to speak with him uh, briefly. Uh, just asked him for some tips during training camp, so it was awesome finally getting to meet him. What kind of advice did you give um, just like basic stuff, you know, bring a bed pad, um, bring a comforter, things like that. It's going to get a little chilly in the dorm. But. You mentioned each year at OL Mastermind, you take away a different tidbit for your game. What in particular do you think that you took away from that camp? Yeah, uh, that's not really what I do too much. Uh, just a couple things with jump settings and uh, how to look at it a little bit differently. And um, just a different, some different things in terms of hand usage. Uh, it's just why I play the game. I mean, I love beating people up, man. I love just like knocking someone down, rolling over them, you know, just talking in their head after the play's over with. But uh, it's just sort of my personality. If you know me, I'm sort of a goon. But I just really enjoy the violence aspect of playing football. For the, for the rookies this time of year, coming in for these couple of days, it's really about trying to connect what they learned during OTAs and getting ready. What about what about this from you? Were you able to you know, carry over? What did you really kind of need to be reinforced today? Yeah, I mean, honestly, everything needs to be reinforced. You know, I'm always chasing perfection, which is something we can't attain as human beings. But, you know, just um, the little nuances, that's something I have to take uh, better care of in my game. You know, paying attention to detail, not being too over-aggressive with a lot of things I do. And, you know, just being efficient with my play. But like I said, you know, we're always chasing perfection, but we got to do it every day, and it's unattainable. But there's so much I have to work on my game. I'm not even close. What, what excites you most about the playbook, getting the chance to look at it for weeks now, knowing you're going to put it on the field? Yeah, uh, it's a high-octane offense. Uh, you know, it's truly a blessing to be here with the Chiefs organization. Um, you know, I'm playing with guys, you know, I looked up to as kids. Uh, you know, seeing like Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, you know, those type of guys around me, I'm excited about the opportunity uh, to be here. And I'm really blessed that they decided to take a pick on me. When did you realize what the standard was here and the expectations were? Obviously, you knew what you were coming into, but now that you're part of it, when did it hit you? Yeah, it, uh, it slapped me first uh, individual period with Coach Heck. <laughs> it, it was brutal. But that was when I understood, um, you know, winning culture in football, the expectation that you have to meet every day to be a Chiefs football player. Hey, last time we talked to you, you mentioned that your dad had a company in Kansas City. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? What yeah, my dad, I believe the headquarters is based out of uh, Kansas City Blue Scope still. Okay. So he actually has been down here multiple times uh, on business trips and such. So we're pretty familiar with the area. He was, I'm not as much. How beneficial was that time at OTA's rookie minicamp, minicamp being around the best before you came here, that you come here with that knowledge already, that experience around them? Yeah, uh, I mean, I know it's priceless. Uh, just hearing guys, uh, you know, from across the league that went through the whole experience without having a rookie minicamp at OTAs last year, um, you know, it, it was definitely a priceless opportunity to get acclimated with my teammates, uh, get acclimated with the playbook, the system, coaches, and get a general feel of Kansas City as well. That's the good dude. That's the dude right there, Trey Smith. He you know, I've been high on that band. Like, there's Mitch, like, if they had to play tonight, he might be the right guard. You heard that. I mean, you heard him, he's the nicest guy in the world, but he talks about, I like a little violence. I like to knock people down. I like to, this is what he likes to do. He likes to put you down, likes to knock you out, and then see you there. And he's got a chip on his shoulder because of where he's drafted. Like, he's not happy about that. And I remember on draft night, not happy about that. But I'll go back to this with Trey Smith. Uh, he was on with the Andrews uh, Siciliano of NFL Network uh, before the draft. It was back in, like, January, something like that, or February. And there was a tweet from Orlando Brown talking about the technique 
of Trey Smith, how much he liked him. Like, these guys end up being teammates, but there's Orlando Brown, like, giving him props before they even became teammates. I mean, that's how he really stands out. And when people talk to him, very likable guy, but he's got that Colegio Simile kind of switch, being a little nasty on that offensive line. And there's nothing worse than being a defensive lineman or linebacker. When you know that, that lineman wants to punish you and hurt you, your head is always on a swivel because you know that guy's not taking a playoff. What I love is that they just completely solidified what we said. There's nastiness on the field, but outside, it gets in between the between the sidelines and between the white marks. It is a full business mentality, and apparently there is a, a very good notion that you need to bring a very comfortable mattress pad when you come down to St. Joe. That is two guys that have spoken in a row, and have both said mattress pads are very important when you come here. That's the key. I mean, you're going away to training camp. You need to have certain things. Guys need to know about it. You're not sleeping in your own bed anymore. You're not in a hotel like some of these teams do. No. You're at training camp and you're away. I think I'd bring an air mattress and just put it on the bed. Wasn't it Jamal Charles like twisted his ankle or something and was the microwave or something like that? It's like, what's yeah. Jamal doing carrying this? I don't know. I remember it was uh, Salvador Perez going up the stairs, slipping on a flip-flop not too long ago and hurt himself in spring training. You don't think Mahomes carries anything in here at all? Absolutely There's not. probably like seven guys there. I think Andy Reid would carry something for Mahomes before Mahomes would carry anything. <laughs> There's like seven dudes waiting in the parking lot. That's right. You've heard from Cornell Powell. You've heard from uh, uh, Trey Smith. When we come back, we'll hear from another Chiefs edition from this offseason. He'll talk to us next. Nick Price running all these things. I can't pay him enough homage for what he's done for us. Jay Beakley, Dusty Liggins here on the official broadcast partner for the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley and Dusty Likens continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Welcome back to St. Joe. Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens, Chief Training Camp coverage right here on 610 Sports Radio. The official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, Nick Price, producing the operation. Feels a little quiet out here now, Dusty. The uh, grounds crew out here working on the fields. Those things are like impeccable. Impeccable fields. This field is prime condition. I mean, I feel like I could get out there and look even better on a football field, and I am very unathletic when it comes to football. Not golf, but when it comes to football, I, I, I mean, it just looks like a U.S. Open fairway out there to give people a descriptive view of what we're looking at. It's very, very well taken care of, very well manicured, very nice. Binkley wants to get out there and hit the bags, run some drills. I told him he shouldn't. He's, he's tried to climb the guardrail, and, but we've pulled him back and brought him back in here to do this show. But as promised, we told you there was one more player to listen to from camp today, Noah Gray, new addition at tied in for this football team. Binkley thinks he's going to be a very substantial addition. So did voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Here's what Noah Gray had to say at the podium today. As far as, you know, what you remember from OTAs and some things that you need to work on. Yeah, OTAs uh, was really a blessing for us. I don't know how the rookies last year did it, so I think we got to give a lot of credit to those guys who are sophomores now in the league. Uh, but going through OTAs really helped just from a knowledge standpoint and just understanding the basic kind of concepts that this offense asks you to, to know. Um, so it was definitely a huge help from that perspective. Just waiting to work on just everything. You know, out here t- today, there's a lot of things that in OTAs that I was asked to work on that you keep building on. Um, you know, route running, blocking. We, ha- we haven't put pads on yet, but when blocking comes, you know, that's going to be something that's going to need to continue to progress. But there's a lot of things in, in the route running game um, that I still need to get better at. You know, I'm still asking questions. Jody has been phenomenal. Uh, when Trav gets back, he's been a great teacher and mentor. And really all the other tight ends like Nick, um, you know, all, all those other guys, um, you know, Ev and, and Blake, they're just really a blessing to kind of be teammates and, and, and be a part of. So really credit to those guys for helping me progress along this journey. I'm just going to continue to keep playing ball and doing what they ask me. You know, pads or no pads. You know, obviously we're very limited in terms of, you know, contact and stuff like that. But when the pads come on, I'll just do what, what, I'm, what I'm asked to do. There's nothing I'm really trying to prove out here. I'm just trying to get better like everybody else's. I know we, we talked about it in the draft about how you were moved around a lot during Duke's offense and now getting more chances to just look at this playbook. How comfortable, similar do you feel like those things can translate seamless for you here? Yeah, there's a lot of things that Duke taught me that's very similar to, to Coach Reed's offense and his philosophy, um, and I'm very grateful for that and grateful for Coach Cutcliffe and the rest of the staff there, Coach Ferris. Um, so there's definitely a lot of things that I've been able to kind of take with me from them that, that translate o- over here. Um, but like I said, you know, I'm just trying to continue to, to get a hold of the new intricacies that Coach Reed asked us to do, uh, like everybody else's. So there's, there's definitely stuff that translates, but there's still a lot of stuff that I'm learning and need to get better at. Yeah, I understand the, the standard of, of the team, but every team in the league has a standard. Um, you know, even though you know we may be looked at as a Super Bowl winning team, like you, you had mentioned, you know, we have a standard here, and I'm just trying to uphold that. Uh, I knew that coming in. I knew that as soon as I was as I was drafted. And just really credit to my teammates for kind of getting me up to speed on that um, and then kind of rolling that out here on the practice field. Now, when you were drafted, we talked a lot about uh, Travis and the comparisons to that. And I was just wondering, now that you've been in the offseason with him and you've been able to develop a 
what has he meant for you as you're continuing your transition to being a pro? What has he meant for me? Yeah, like uh, to lead you into uh, you know, this experience. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tremendous. Like I said on draft day, I, I don't think there's anywhere else I'd rather be in the country to be able to learn under Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends in the league. You know, right now it's just it's a blessing, and to come out here and to be able to gain that knowledge from him, and to learn from him every day, and to be able to visualize and watch him on the field, that's been something that's been extremely uh, key to me coming out and being able to execute my assignment. You know, and even guys like Blake and guys like Nick and other guys, like those guys have been in the system and they've been tremendous in helping me out with with my development and just being able to come out here and execute what I need to do. How did you spend the break between mandatory mini camps and now to, to prepare for training camp? Yeah, I've just been working like everybody else on the team has been grinding. You know, I was out in Kansas City for most of that, just kind of doing my part and what I need to do, um, you know, to be, you know, the best possible teammate that I can be for, for my guys out here. Did you, uh, did you attend the tight end I did not. During a OTAs, Patrick was mentioning how you had kind of a veteran kind of mindset that when you upload breakdown, you know where to be. When you hear that from Patrick Mahomes, what's that mean to you? And how's that motivate you to keep being that player for him? Yeah, I mean, it's just a blessing that he, he thinks that of me, but I just understand that I need to come out here and, and keep grinding and keep hitting the playbook and keep practicing hard. You know, I think from a mentality standpoint, for me, it just means that I just got to keep out here and keep going to practice and keep doing you know, the things that I know that I can do. Um, keep hitting that playbook as hard as I possibly can. You know, I don't look too much into that. You know, it, it's great that a teammate thinks that of me, but to be able to come out here and still be the best teammate that I can possible, uh, that means the most to me, and I'm going to continue to do that. There you go. There's Chiefs new tight end Noah Gray drafted out of Duke for this team. and Big fan. Well, you heard, you heard Mitch, and Mitch was high on the Chiefs getting a tight end through the draft process. Remember the different draft shows? That he would pop in. I, I like to, you know, I was kept mocking Tommy Trimble from Notre Dame to uh, the, to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs did get the tight end, the first drafted tight end they've had since O'Shaughnessy. Yeah. Um, they it was a position they hadn't drafted, they hadn't need to, because you know you had the Bell Dozer that came here to be that backup for Travis Kelsey, and Blake Bell went on the field, one of the best yep. blocking tight ends in the NFL, but it gives them more flexibility with their playbook. They can run 12 personnel now, and it's not just Okay, the Chiefs are going to run the football. Back, backup tight ends in here. Nick Kaiser's in the game with Travis Kelsey. They're going to run now. There's different flexibilities now because Noah can catch the football, so the Chiefs can run that 12 personnel. Yeah, the two tight ends, one running back, and they have the threat of the pass or the run. And then if they go 13 personnel, of course, Blake Bell. Now, now you have three tight ends. Andy Reid's like loves multiple tight end sets. It's a big part of his offense is what he does. But Noah Gray taking some of the the burden off Kelsey. Kelsey's kind of had to carry the load, and he's done it extremely well. Yeah. So Travis Kelsey, you know, he's not getting any younger. I think we take it for granted just how healthy and ready to play he is each and every week. But it was the position the Chiefs needed to address. Obviously, Senior Bowl, you know, what they like, what they saw out of Noah Gray and the film that they had last year and the year before. They really like Noah Gray and what he comes from in that in that offense there. At Duke, he's been able to learn from Travis Kelsey. They're going to rely on Kelsey. They're going to rely on him. I mean, you watch what this guy does. I mean, here's the best in the game, in the history of the game, in my opinion, on the field, in your position group, in your position meetings, and you're watching him on the field. Like, how much can he gain from watching maybe possibly, arguably, the best that's ever played the position 
in your position group. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Noah Gray and I are very similar because when I, you know, grew up, I got to be around, like, in this industry, I got to be around, like, you and Vern. So I kind of got to know what it's like to be the best and really delivering what people want to hear. And and Nick Price needs to needs to feel me on this one because we, we adopted Tommy Townsend last year, Nick. And I think I think we need to get on this Noah Gray kid stat because I think he needs to join. Oh, our, you got a new kid. We got a new one, Nick. I think Noah Gray's this year's addition to the out of bounds team. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. I think just because of like I think where the promise is, and, and it, it is tough, Binkley, to do this. Now we do need to talk about this because. Travis Kelsey ain't going to be here forever, man. Like, it's it's just not going to happen. That's not the way this is. Time's undefeated. The NFL is a beast. And, and unfortunately, it, it breaks men down, and it's going to cause careers to go shorter. But that's okay because eventually, guess what? They're going to have to have somebody come in and replace Tyreek Hill. And 15 years from now, they're going to have to have somebody come in and take over for Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey. Good the, God, imagine doing <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, well, my buddy it's was, tough to replace great coaches, but imagine my, that. My buddy was telling me that the other day as he said that his, you know, some of his favorite coaches were Gary Pinkle and Andy Reid because of what they've done. He goes, that's got to be one of the toughest things to do is to replace Andy Reid as a head coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, you talk about some big shoes or Air Force Ones to fill. But it sounds like, it sounds like Noah Gray knows exactly what he's here for. It sounds like he knows exactly what he wants his role to be. And like we've talked this morning, Binkley, and this afternoon here on 610 Sports Radio Live from St. Joe at Chiefs training camp, is that when you hear Travis Kelsey, or you hear people talk about Travis Kelsey, the Hall of Fame tight end, the best to ever do it, the GOAT, whatever you want to coin him as, and then you have this kid come in from Duke, and he says it's an honor to be drafted by this team, he knows right away he's not going to have a high productive season. It's this is not what his role is. His role is to pick the brain of Travis Kelsey, absorb all of that, see it on the field, put it in his repertoire, and then in two, three years, when Travis Kelsey's 34, 35, 36, and he's all of a sudden the tight end that is the second option, Noah Gray looks at it and says, Hey man, training camp 2021, training camp 2022, getting to, getting behind that offense and learning that offensive skill set because of what Travis Kelsey was, it's like Travis Kelsey never leaves. It's a different number and a different name on that jersey, but it's the same mentality. It's the same build, and it never goes away. And Noah Gray then becomes, to Patrick Mahomes, what Travis Kelsey is right now for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have him in there, and Blake Bell, obviously, with the blocking aspect of the game one of the best at doing yeah, that the bulldozer him and travis guess it is mr still your girl never forget that it's when he caught that touchdown pass against houston in the playoffs that's right get me kind of excited get me excited for that but that's but that's, i have no a great plus 15 catches but you're a fantasy guy you know i don't you can't don't. i mean i'm not yeah, no yeah. i'm not saying that but not yet two years from a numbers no perspective yeah some yes. people will still take Travis Kelsey in a late second-round pick. I'm sure if you want to, that's fine. He'll put up some numbers, but I just don't want you to be disappointed when it's not 1,300 yards and 15 touchdowns. But I like the attitude that we heard from these young rookies today. And, again, like we know how it works. Like The PR is going to help you out with how to answer questions. They're going to tell you where to steer away from, what to go after. But these guys all kind of had one common theme, and that was happy to be here. That's not cliche. That's not, you know, brown-nosing. That is – you're happy to be here because you got drafted by a team that's the favorite to win the Super Bowl, and you have the best player in the NFL as the quarterback of this roster. Now, granted, two of all three of these guys were offensive heads that talked today. You have the lineman, you have a running or a wide receiver, and a tight end. Of course, they're going to be happy to be here because they know their numbers will go up, and they know that they'll always be in a good system. 
perfect, fine. But it's more so the culture that is built, and it all starts here in St. Joe uh, in Missouri and for Chiefs training camp. When we come back, we talked about the mentality of this team. It's a it's a revenge tour type thing, but there's also a lot of nastiness. We don't mean nasty and ugly. We mean nasty as in a good thing, which is a bit of an oxymoron, but it's Jay Beakley, it's Dusty Ligons, it's Nick Price. It's live from St. Joe at Chiefs training camp on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley and Dusty Likens continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to St. Joe. Chiefs training camp coverage on 610 Sports Radio. Go long, Dusty. Cut, 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 Dusty. Go on, Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens. Dusty Likens coming back from uh, catching uh, Aaron Pass. Sorry, man. It's all right. You got to trust my hands, though. I thought it was more accurate than that. You did go long. My hands are always soft. They're always warm. You didn't like it when I kept kept telling you to keep running, and then I didn't throw. That's fine. You're just that's the type of guy you are. You are that jock bully type in high school. That if you grew up in the 1950s, you would definitely have a leather jacket, slick back hair, and a pack of sticks rolled up in your sleeve, (laughs) without a doubt. How about the old uh, high school story from Mitch? That was nice. When the Marines got together and said your boy can hit. That was Mitch nice. was like that. It was. His, I didn't know uh, where that was going, but he said, "I knew when I became a man." That's when I didn't, you became a man. I didn't know where he was going to say that. I became a man when I took a shower in eighth grade. That's when I became a man. After football practice, that's when it was like, "All right, boys, go get cleaned up." I was like, "I don't want to get cleaned up. We have school." And they're like, "Well, you stink." Well, you didn't have any other choice. You had to jump in with two feet. Did you ever take a shower after uh, gym yes. class? Yes. Nobody did. I did. I had gym. There was no time. 8, I had gym at eight a.m. Throw deodorant on and you go back to class. I still take five minutes. I don't even take five minute showers. I'm dead serious. Even after gym gym class, you would do yes. it. Yes. If I had it my eighth grade year, I had it at eight AM. I was not going to class with smelling like a funk. There was no way. I couldn't do it, man. I was too there were too many honeys at eighth grade that, that wanted the dust man that if I smelled bad, I'd have lost at least six and I'd be only down to five. Well, you know, these guys have probably already showered up and eaten at this point, but you've heard these rookies talk about it. Right. It's classroom time now. Like, like it's not out here. I'm telling you, the real grind, these guys are tired, man. They've oh, been yeah. out here sweating and everything, and they're in there, and now it's time to think. Now it's time. You're in the AC, that's cool. You get your drink and everything, but now it's time to, you know, put pen in the paper that's and, right. and know your role, know your job for this team. These guys are trying to make their job. Some of these guys, I mean, this is their, this is their livelihood. It's what they do. You know, it's not the accountant trying to, you know, get acclimated to his new job. No, this is their job. This is their profession. There's no briefcase, no. but this is their way to provide for their family in years to come by making a story the National Football League. Because all, all the time, Dusty, you see guys come to training camp and maybe they fall off the cliff. You know, certain guys in the NFL, it's like, what happened to this guy? You know, like a Vernon Davis, for example, you know, shows up. It's like, where's this guy? This guy's not the mm-hmm. same guy we're used to. Mm-hmm. But guys hit that proverbial wall. And then you got other teams this division, like Von Miller, you know, still trying to, to get it for the Denver Broncos, still trying to squeeze everything they can out of that turnup. And, you know, I think, you know, what, what starts for the Kansas City Chiefs, oftentimes, Dusty, is what starts here in St. Joe. Andy Reid, 31-5 and against this division last yeah. five years. He's beaten the Broncos 11 straight games. You have to go back to Peyton Manning in 2015 that beat the Chiefs the last time for the Broncos. Peyton Manning's going to the Hall of Fame, okay, yeah. right now this summer. I mean, Peyton Manning, that's how long a gap it's been that a guy that last beat you is now going in the Hall of Fame. They've won eight of the last ten against the Raiders, 11 of 13, 12 of the last 14 against the Chargers, and, and one of those losses when the Chiefs really had the JV. And anyway, it's yeah. been dominance over this division, which for the longest time, 
you don't look at this division. Who right. could be? The, I was looking at the Patriots until the Chiefs, you know, knocked them off. You know, became the king of the hill. The Patriots had to be public enemy number one. And the problem is, when these other teams show up to training camps across this country, they're going to be looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, or they should be, unless you're the Browns and you trade them, or the Ravens and you give them the one piece the Chiefs really needed, right? Because it wasn't in the draft in the first round, Orlando Brown. But for the Ravens who are 0-3 against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen with the Bills that are getting all the press clippings, and he's 0-2 against Patrick Mahomes. Right. And then you got Baker Mayfield, lost to Patrick Mahomes in the postseason. But they're looking – I know you talk revenge tour with the Chiefs, which I think in the big picture they have it, but there's a whole lot of teams wanting to be to this spot. Yeah. A whole lot of teams wanting to chase the Kansas City Chiefs. And when you talk to people who go to the Senior Bowl or the draft, you, know, you look at the team's drafts and – the teams that have to concentrate on the Chiefs, what are they drafting? Well, they want to beat the Chiefs. The Browns, they drafted corner in round one. They brought in the Rams secondary, Jack Johnson in, in, in Troy Hill. They brought him in 50% of that Rams secondary with the Cleveland Browns now because we had to stop Mahomes. How can we stop Mahomes with the pass rush? And it's with, of course, getting secondary. But look at these teams' moves. What are they doing? Are they focused then? That's why you, you talked about Orlando Brown and you were still surprised, or Pete did. Yeah. Pete brought it up that he's still surprised he's here. I am too. It's the one piece the Chiefs needed was left tackle, right? Yep. And here's the Ravens, the one team they need to beat, the Chiefs. And I talked to the beat writer uh, for the Baltimore paper there about why they did this. And he said, they're well, they're concentrating more on themselves now. It's kind of like, that's what guys say when they get divorced, right? I'm going to concentrate on me now. And yeah. he goes and tans and gets the convertible and Do hits the gym. Yeah, you know, I'm a concentrate on me. No, that's not the attitude they have. Nice Do you think if Belichick would have called Andy Reid for Eric Fisher two years ago, Andy would have even taken the call? He'd have laughed. No, he'd have been like, sir, this is Wendy's. You know, he's not going to take the phone call. Because if that was the one piece they needed, as a guy, that, as a team that's hunting that team, you're not giving him that piece. Right. But, you know, I, I, I'm curious about the Ravens. I know they went draft heavy. With Bateman and Tylen Wallace, a wide receiver, bring in Sammy Watkins. There's still the point of trying to get them the ball, <laughs> which can be, you know, something with Lamar Jackson. I love the way he plays, but again, you're talking maybe not the best part of his game, something he's got to get better at. But Cleveland, to me, took that biggest jump, and I know people are sleeping on the Colts as well, Dusty, in that second tier. Uh, I have the Ravens still in that second tier. Steelers, and I know you want to take, talk about them. They're not quite there yet to this point. I think they're still trying to, to hold on to that Josh Vernier come over before you realize, hey, I need to shave it. Well, you know what I'm saying, though. Sorry, Josh. I think they're just kind of hanging on. They had 18 free agents this offseason. They lose Bud Dupree. That was a huge one for the Steelers' mindset on defense. And no, Melvin Ingram is not going to fill that void. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, the Browns knew what they needed to do, and they, they, they made the steps. I can't say the same for the Bills. The Colts, by the end of the season, will have more money under the cap than any team in the NFL. They boast a great offensive line, even though Anthony Costanzo retired, but Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith still there. They have the third-leading rusher in the NFL in Jonathan Taylor. That defense yep. for the Colts is better than the Bills. Um, they lose by three points in the postseason in Buffalo. Okay, They missed a 33-yard field goal. And they went for it on fourth and two before halftime. I mean, there was ways after that game. I was like, man, I'm not sure the Colts should have shouldn't have won this game. Right. So I'm not sleeping on the Colts. I still respect what Chris Ballard's doing with that team. I I would have them still in the tier. 
Titans, I know with Julio Jones, I still can't put them there. I think they're too much of a one-trick pony with Derrick Henry. I think the biggest thing that, that goes into effect with all those things that you just mentioned is that all those teams have one big issue, an identity crisis, right? They don't know really what they truly are. And when you look at guys like – or you look at teams like the Kansas City Chiefs, the one thing that the Kansas City Chiefs realize is that they don't know – they don't have to really unnecessarily think about what their identity is. They know what it is. They need to get to the Super Bowl. They need to figure out how they can get past, like, what last year was. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're getting to a point where they know who they are. They're going to get to where they want to get. And that's what they have. They have Super Bowl on their mind. They don't have Buffalo, Baltimore, Cleveland, uh, Pittsburgh, L.A. on their mind. They have Super Bowl. What do all those teams we just mentioned have on their mind? Two things. They have to leapfrog. They have to leapfrog the Chiefs. Then they have to think about getting to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs don't have to worry about that. Like you said, Lamar hasn't beat them yet. Josh Allen hasn't beat them yet. Baker hasn't beat them yet. Uh, Herbert beat them, but it wasn't the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Uh, he lost to them week, what, two, week one at uh, in, in, in L.A. with His no first, fit, right? first start. And it was kind of thrown into the wolves because of what happened with the trainer and the needle, right? Because it Tyra, uh, Tyra, you know, yeah. punctures the lung. But that's what's so interesting to me is that that's, that's a what, need to be afraid of. Yeah, that's the, the yeah. Herbert would be like, no, uh, I don't need it. Um, but the thing that's crazy about this is that that's what's so different about the AFC. That's why the Chiefs are substantially so much more sought after as a favorite over anybody because every other team that you just mentioned has two hurdles to get over. The Kansas City Chiefs have one, and that is just facing adversity of losing last year in the Super Bowl and getting back to the Super Bowl. They know how the season goes. They know how long it is. They know what the grind is, the discipline, where they can kind of take back off. They can take a little bit off the pedal, where they need to put it down at. And that's where the Chiefs are, and that's where the rest of the AFC, of the rest of the AFC West and the rest of the AFC is. And that, to me, is the most interesting thing. And I'm like you. Cleveland's a team to worry about. I'm not as high on the Chargers as Pete is because I want to see it again. I want to see what one year of tape to the rest of the league on Justin Herbert looks like. I want to see what it's like to get back to a normal flow of football where you'll have fans screaming constantly, where players aren't opting out, where teams are fully loaded. And the other thing I want to see is I want to see where Pittsburgh is because I don't want to doubt Mike Tomlin. Ben Roethlisberger, yes, is quote-unquote trimmed down, but I think he just shaved his beard and they said he was skinny. But I'm not giving up it on that. He lost his line. The Castro, they Pouncey, did lose three out of five. Villanueva gone. They did lose three out of five. That's huge. But they gained a very powerful horse in their running back. They've got a very solid piece at wide receiver, two solid, three if you want to count Juju. Yeah, because they couldn't run this year this year right. with and Najee. The, and, they probably can't. And that's probably what they're going to do. So with me, the big question for everybody else is, can they hurdle two hurdles when it comes to the Chiefs and getting to the Super Bowl where the Chiefs is, hey, we know the recipe. We know how to get there. We know what we got to do to get back to where we were last year and make sure it's not the same outcome. Andy Lindhall, who hosts the show in Denver, a, a sports talk show, and was the Broncos sideline guy for a lot of years. And I asked him just a couple years ago, what are your feelings with Mahomes as starter? What are your feelings of the Chiefs? And this is before the Chiefs had won that Super Bowl and been the two straight. And he said, well, the way Broncos fans look at it is they look at Mahomes. Like, they never had to worry. You know, the Chiefs would have a, a quarterback, but they never had to worry. Like, we worried about Elway. Like, that was something to worry about. You worried about Peyton Manning, that's something to worry about. Patrick Mahomes, is there something to worry about? And he talked about that's what Broncos fans talk about, is they're worried about having to face Mahomes every year. You could put a good team on paper, but you still know Mahomes resides in Kansas City. Right. Who, by the way, this is fifth training camp. Right. Can you believe that already? Is. Fourth year as a starter. Fifth training camp for Patrick Mahomes. It's kind of hard to believe. But no matter what they think or who they get, they know that number 15 resides in Kansas City, and that's been a big stumbling block for what they try to do in the future. 
That voice is Jay Binkley. My voice is Dusty Likens. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio live in St. Joe. We come back. We will give you an inside look at what we think can happen if this team gets it all clicking, especially the rookies that spoke today, what that means, what their attitude shows us, and what we can expect the rest of the week here in St. Joe. Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens, Nick Price here on your official uh, home of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley and Dusty Likens continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. And welcome back to St. Joe. It's been a lot of fun today. Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens. Welcome back. Chiefs training camp special. It's been fun, Nick Price. Great job by you, but it feels good, Dusty, for... Well, I was always enjoyed when you, and I, you and I chop it up with Nick. But uh, bottom line, talking Chiefs football again. I mean, it seems like forever. Yeah. Like last year, it felt like it's just we made rip- it, baby. And I, the fans are excited too, man. You go around Kansas City, people are talking Chiefs. You see in the text line, just give me something, man. Just talk tight ends. Talk Chiefs. Talk backup tight ends. Hell, we'll talk backup quarterbacks with you. Shane Bichelle. Talk Austin Blythe. Anthony Gordon, Chad Henney, whatever. Talk Austin Blythe. Talk whatever Tommy talk Townsend. About. But whatever, Chiefs fans are jonesing for information, man. They are so ready for football. Football, let me put it this way, what the NFL has done. Would you say they're sports horny for football in the city of Kansas City? think about this. You remember. Yes or no? Yes, they are. On a scale of 1 to 10, 12? 12. Okay. But you remember when this March Madness started? That's when the legal tampering started for the NFL. Oh, yeah. What did people talk about? They talked about tournament? No, no, not only was nobody there. Tampering. But they talked about. Well, the, the, the Patriots and all the money they yeah. spent, $137.5 million. Talk about the Chiefs and their pursuit of Joe Tooney and, or, and Trent Williams, whether he's going to come here or not. But look at May 12th. That's the day the NFL schedule came out. Right. And how big a deal did that become? It's something that used to just be put out and people were like, oh, look, there's the Chiefs. No, no, everybody cared. Uh, Pete Sweeney had a running blog about it, arrowheadpride.com, the different rumors he'd heard. Well, I think it's week five is the Bills and Chiefs. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'd get all excited. The morning shows all put out who the first opponent was. But that became a big deal. Like, fans are starved for this again because this – St. Joe last year would have been insane coming off that Super Bowl. Right. It would have been insane. They've been the back-to-back. Now's your chance to come out here. You didn't get sure. that chance last year. A lot of you didn't get chances to go to games last year. Uh, some people did. A lot of people, you know, didn't. You can this year be full capacity, whatever. But football is back in reality. You made it, folks. Enjoy it. Dustman will have you covered for your fantasy team. That's right. Starting 9 a.m. Uh, on Sundays, 9 to nine to 10 a.m. on Sundays on 610 Sports Radio. All your questions will be answered by, uh, by yours truly. And then also – uh, you know, probably going to be some times where Jay Binkley's got a show that he's got to do. I'll just, Maybe, I'll yeah. just stick around and, and leech on to that. But, yeah, I think it is uh, very important uh, what today means for a lot of people is that, you know, football coverage is back. And, obviously, the best place to find it in Kansas City is, is right here on 610 Sports Radio, your broadcast partner uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. This is, is 610 Sports Radio. you got guys like Jay Binkley that love to talk about it. Carrington Harrison loves it. I love to talk. Everybody here Everybody is exactly with you. And, and, and you all have made it. The, the dog days of summer where, you know, maybe baseball's just not doing it for you anymore or, you know, you're a basketball fan and, and that season's over or you're like Nick Price who will who will gamble on a paper airplane contest on ESPN, the Ocho. Now you can get back in to look at where teams are favorites. You can take, you know, prop bets with who's going to start off the season with the most yardage of passing. You're back into that talk, and that's the greatest part about it is is unfortunately last year we were kind of given a, a, a an unfortunate side of things when it came to sports that you didn't have this. You didn't have St. Joe, and it's like, you know, Binkley, for a lot of people, you know, 
a lot of people get into Christmas when they go to church on Christmas Eve or they get into, you know, the holiday spirit once they have that Thanksgiving dinner or once Halloween passes or they, see, they start seeing the pumpkins on the front porch or whatever it may be. Football for me, and I know football for you starts when, you know, you see the Griffin logo when you're rocking, when you're rolling smell in here. Smell the grass. You smell the grass. You see the guys putting seed on the field after the players have played out here. You see the jugs getting turned up and, and used. And, and that's where we're at right now is we're, we're in St. Joe. We're broadcasting live. We've seen number 15 throw a football to a wide receiver. We're seeing people talk at podiums again with media, and it just feels right. That football's here, and you, and you you finally made it, and and we're less than than forty five days away from the first NFL football game, and preseason's going to start up. And guess what, Big Daddy? There's only three preseason games, and then it's full head of steam forward. And well, it's once the preseason Browns. starts, you have a, what's the Hall of Fame starts? Right, the Hall yeah. of Fame game with the Cowboys. You have a game every week. Whether that college football will jump in when the NFL has that that off week there before the season starts, right? All the way through February, you have a game to look forward to each and every week, and it's it's really special because not only is it you know something that, and maybe this will help fans become more of a nerd like yourself and and, and myself when it comes to football, because yeah, I get it. Maybe Cornell Powell isn't jumping off the page for you right now, or maybe. You know, Trey Smith isn't really doing that for you, but when you hear guys like Mitch Holtis, who joined our show today, talk about the expectations and what they remind them of, he said right now, if the season started, Trey Smith starting it right. Dropping bombs. <laughs> yeah, dude, he said Trey Smith would start right away. Sorry, LDT, but he said the way that he is, the explosive, and then you hear Trey Smith talk about how he's like, you know, on the field, I'm going to I'm gonna talk that smack. I'm going to knock you on the ground. I'm going to tell, you know, a defensive lineman, like, you just you just got it from me, man. You got good luck getting up and coming after me again. And you hear guys like Cornell Powell say that Tyree kills the best receiver in football. They get it. They're ready for it. They're here. St. Joe, we're kicking. Pigskins are flying. Cut grass smelling. Binkley, I had fun today, baby. I had a good time with you. And uh, you'll I be here too. Unbutton one of your buttons. Man. Nah, man. Relax a little bit. You'll be here. Nah, man. You look at Travis Kelsey. He's smooth the way it looks, and I like it too. So uh, you know, you'll be here tomorrow with uh, with the people. In I'll St. be here nine to noon tomorrow when the Chiefs practice on weekends. I will be up here uh, in training camp live. Make sure you come by and say hi. I know when I was doing Royals, people would still come by and talk. Jeans. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of Royals, Josh Vernier will join you at 5 o'clock. Royals at 6-10. I'm Dusty Likens. That is Jay Binkley. Thanks for listening, G- Chiefs fans. We're back, baby. From training camp with Jay Binkley and Dusty Likens continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.